Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up and coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content. Every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer Chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back officially to the new season of this podcast. As you will have noticed, there has been a name change from the Erin May Henry Show to Game Changer. Now, the reason why I have done this is because I myself am actually building the Game Changer Collective as an entirely new company that will encompass not only my membership side, but also the t-shirts, the merchandise that I am creating, and now this podcast as well. So big plans happening over here for the Game Changer company. And I'm so excited that I'm able to launch this new podcast with a brand new intention. So I'm still going to be talking all about personal branding because as you know, that is my passion. But my new idea for this podcast is that I will really, really dive deep into these interviews and to bring you so many different tips and strategies from so many different up and coming thought leaders so that you could take away the information and implement them in your own lives. On season one, when we were recording season one, the most popular episodes were those of the entrepreneurs and the thought leaders that just weren't that far ahead of you, I could say. You know, I had some quite successful people on there and while their advice was absolutely amazing, it seems that for those of you who are early entrepreneurs who are just starting to build your personal brand and build your business, it was the advice of those who were maybe just reaching the six-figure level or maybe had built just some level of success for themselves online that really seemed to resonate with you. And I assume that's because it wasn't so remote to you, their journey and what they were experiencing experiencing it was familiar and you could see yourself in their journey and that is what I'm hoping to do with this podcast I want to introduce you to people who are on the climb who are working hard to position themselves as thought leaders and have achieved success so that you can you can use their journey and their story to implement the strategies in your own life I think there's a lot of amazing podcasts out there that interview our already thought leaders and people who have created amazing success for themselves. But what I really, really wanted to do was bring you some people who are not that far ahead or that are maybe just a few years ahead of you and you can really, really learn from them. So in saying that, I'm so excited to be bringing you today's podcast guest. 
I have been watching this extraordinary creator on YouTube for quite some time now. I am so inspired by their content and I was lucky enough to spend a couple of days with her as she was down here in Melbourne. She's originally from Brisbane and we filmed some videos. We filmed an exciting collaboration video for our YouTube channels and then she also did come around and we recorded a podcast episode. So now this is going to be for all of you game changers out there who are particularly looking to use YouTube as your source of connection with your audience. If you are wanting to be a video creator of any sort, to be honest, the information that she gave is relevant to anyone who is creating content. And obviously that's such a huge part of personal branding, but particularly for those who are trying to go their personal brands on YouTube, this is the episode for you. I know I've had YouTubers on here in the past and experts on YouTube, but Michelle goes so deep into, I just said the person's name and I was trying to make that a surprise, but anyway, it's Michelle B. She's amazing. And she goes so, so, so deep into the workflows and the strategies that she particularly uses to create amazing content on YouTube. We also talk a little bit about self-expression. We talk a little bit about self-love and why that's obviously so important as a creator to maintain, as well as go into topics such as inspiration and finding creativity and finding content ideas. Oh my gosh, if I had a dollar for every single time someone said to me, I can't stay consistent because I don't have any ideas. I would literally never have to work again. I would just be a multi-billionaire. Maybe that was an exaggeration, maybe not, but it paints a picture of how many times I get this excuse. So if that is you, if you are sitting there thinking, I can't create content because I have no video ideas, trust me, this episode is going to debunk that excuse. It is going to wipe it away so that you can really start getting out there and putting yourself out there with valuable content online. All right, that's enough from me. I hope you enjoy the episode. As always, if you have any additional questions, please do reach out to me. And I would absolutely love for you to go and follow the guest and reach out to them as well if this episode does resonate with you. All right, let's jump into the chat. All right, hi guys, and welcome back to the brand new podcast, Game Changers. I'm so excited to have my very first guest for the new series on. She is an absolute inspiration to me, and I know that you guys all have probably heard of her and have probably loved loved her because I talk about her quite often, but I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, how's it going? So Michelle, as you would know her from her YouTube channel, Michelle B, talks all about inspiration, living your best life, living intentionally, minimalism, and so many other things. So I'll let her do her little spiel, and then we're going to jump in and talk all about personal branding on YouTube, self-acceptance, self-love, self-kindness, and really getting into the habit of finding inspiration, which is all so important for you to be growing your personal brand. So I am Michelle. I run a YouTube channel, Michelle B. I've been running it for about four years now. And for the last two years, it's been focused on self-development, self-growth, getting intentional and living life on purpose is really the goal of my YouTube channel. So I love that. And you have another channel as well. Yes, I run a side channel. So it's my little side baby channel notes. And it's all about growing on YouTube. So honestly, I created it as more of a way to document like my growth on YouTube and to help me learn about growing on YouTube. So sort of a little like documentation slash like helping other people learn as I learn. I love that. And I think that's so important. Something we talk all about here on the podcast is documenting your journey. That's such a huge part of building a personal brand because it not only adds your credibility, but it just allows people to really feel like they're a part of your journey, which is so, so, so important. But I mean, 
do you've got a full-time job and you run two YouTube channels before we dive deep into anything else (laughs) I'd love to kind of discuss that like how do you because I know a lot of people listening would be like you know very easily able to make excuses about why they can't create YouTube videos or why they can't be consistent and for someone who's running two channels and is still working full-time I'd love to know like what are you what's your advice on always showing up consistently and you know do you batch create how do you go about always having content out yeah, oh, there's so much to it. I feel like it, there's definitely a mindset part of constantly creating content. Um, it's just so ingrained in me. And also it does help that I have the audience there. But in saying that, when I originally started, I had no audience there and I was still creating. I think I was creating two videos a week when I first started. Um, so a lot of it is having that mindset of like, you know what you want. You know that you want to be constantly creating that content and it's just like embedded in you. So I guess a habit. Um, a lot of it as well is working smarter, not harder. So I love that. yeah. Uh, so a lot of like getting your workflow at the best point that it can be. So batch creating, absolutely like batch filming. I can only film like three to four videos in one day though, because I'm introverted and the more I talk, the more exhausted I get. So yeah. if you get me at like a fifth, sixth video, I'm just like literally sapped of all energy. Um, but like batch planning as well, batch editing. Um, I have like a little checklist that I've created for all of my videos. Um, I'm a big checklist kind of gal. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we um, filmed some videos yesterday and we've uh, realized that I'm very much not a checklist person. Yes. <laughs> I think I need to get onto this checklist thing, guys. It seems like it's, it's key. It's helpful. It is. Yes. So like every video that I create, I have my little checklist and I run through it. So I have like sort of the same workflow for every single video so that I make sure I'm ticking off all of the points and I try to do everything that I can sort of, yeah, in batch periods. That's definitely helped with my productivity, but yeah, a lot of it's just having the dedication and doing the work. Yeah. And that's huge. And I think it's really important for everyone to recognize. I speak all the time about having a why and a big picture vision and why that's so important. Um, so we don't really need to go into that, but if it's okay, could we maybe go into your checklist? Because I know a lot of people who are trying to start YouTube are, you know, wanting to figure out exactly how they can create content consistently. So what are those steps that you go through yeah. to get a YouTube video up? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Do you mind if I get it up on my phone so that I done. can like... She literally has the checklist on her. Yeah. <laughs> She's flown all the way down from Queensland <laughs> and has bought the checklist with her. Of course I bought the checklist. <laughs> we always need the checklist. Um, I've got my checklist in front of me. So generally I kick off and I try to create one goal per video because otherwise it can just get too skewed. And if I don't have a clear defined goal for a video, then I can just go all over the place. Like who knows what I'll end up talking about or writing about. Oh my God, me. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Um, So having one goal in a video is really helpful. So I try to look up other videos that people are making around the topic. Not so much so that I can copy them. That's obviously not the goal, but just so I can see like what's already out there, what haven't they covered that I'm still interested in. Um, so for example, if I'm looking up a video about sleep, I'm like, well, they didn't cover this, this and that. And that's That's like particular topics that I really would want to dive deep into. So then I try to look into those topics that other people haven't talked about. Just to pause for a second, that is massive. And I think everyone should really understand what just got said there because entrepreneurship, being a game changer, building a personal brand, it really is about filling small gaps that are in the market. I think so many people are going out there and they're like, getting inspired by other people's content. And I even talk about this, like recreating someone else's content with your own spin on it is a fine thing to do um, and kind of giving your perspective on a situation. But there is another alternative for you is having a look what people haven't said and then giving your opinion on that. That's something that I really try to do here. I mean, on the business bar as well is like give the tips that not everybody else is saying, the real tips Mm. that are really going to help you to get along. So that's a really good tip for you guys is to watch some other videos and find what the gaps are in that information. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you'll look up a certain topic and you'll find that 
like you said, it's not, there's nothing wrong with covering a topic and sort of covering the same points as other people, but in your own way. But a lot of the time, I think people just get so used to like that. People get so used to the topics that are already covered that that's all they think about. They don't really think outside of that box. So I just think what questions do I have and what questions do other people have around that topic that I can talk about? They're a little bit different. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on the type of video. So some videos are a little bit more um, heavily research based. So like I did a video on rest um, and a lot of that was actually reading um, and looking up articles. So I try to get out any books on Libby, which is um, an app that I use. That's like just an online library um, and skim through those books for information um because books generally they just have better information than yeah. articles that are out there um so I do a lot of like copying and pasting of the research into like one big document sorry I'm literally going through my checklist this is really key because I think not enough not enough people actually go through and talk about what actually goes into creating a piece of content yeah and again something that I'm so trying to ingrain in this audience is how you just have to put in the effort to show your expertise again so many people go so surface level you know you want to create as you said maybe a video about sleep or about rest and everyone's going to be like well rest is good for you you know it's going to help you be more creative and it's like sometimes I just watch videos like that I'm like well well, duh you know what I mean and I think what Michelle's doing is so genius by actually taking the time to really put the effort in and this is just a testament as to why her channel has grown so well and her audience is so engaged because she's actually bringing information that goes so deep and she's doing the work in order to actually put that information out there so I'm really glad that you're actually really going through this because it just shows you guys like what's possible for you if you actually just take a little bit more time and put in a little bit more effort. Yeah that's it just think about what would interest you in the video I guess and because I am in this space like I'm in this space for a reason it's because I've also digested a lot of the topics that I talk about like I've watched a lot of YouTube videos about the topics that I talk about read a lot of articles so I already kind of know what's out there and I know what I want to know about those particular topics is broader than what's already talked about so yeah um so then I create a title titles are super important on YouTube and that's something that I've only been really concentrating on recently trying to create better titles that are more engaging and more clickable the more clickable your titles are and your thumbnails are the more YouTube will promote your videos Um, and that's the same with my thumbnails as well so I'm trying to get a lot more intentional about my thumbnails and making them a little bit more clickable Um, at VidCon we learned that the closer your face is to the camera, the more people will click on yeah, your videos, which is so is. not something that I do. Show your face. Yeah, you know, know, that's one of my tips, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So um, deciding what the thumbnail looks like ahead of time so that I can sort of plan it out. Just uh, sorry. I'm like I'm so interested it. in this yeah, stuff, guys. No, and no, I know no. if I have these questions, everyone else will yeah. as well. So in terms of the titles, what's your like tipping point between just clickable and interesting and mysterious and clickbait um so the way that I see it is clickbait is misleading people so clickbait is saying like oh my god I'm pregnant and then you make a video and you're not not that I would ever make that video yeah. you know what I mean and then I just ate too much food or yeah something like that, like exactly food and yeah. that's not actually the case like when people watch the video whereas um like a click worthy title is promising value and then actually delivering on that value so I think you can create clickable titles and still deliver on the value that's in those titles, you know, like it is a fine line, but just so long as you're not lying in your title, I think it's totally okay to create clickbait worthy titles. Um, Hank Green actually made a really good article on this. 
I will send it to you. Um, yeah, I'll it, leave all these resources in the um, in the show notes, guys. Yeah, and because a lot of people, they create really clickbait-worthy titles and they get all these views. And then the thing is, the people that create the valuable videos that are really great, they feel a little bit nervous about putting those more click-worthy titles out yeah. there when in reality, people get much more value out of their videos. So yeah. I'm not super shy about creating click-worthy titles. I think... As long as I'm delivering the value, I feel like it's valid to create titles that are a little bit more engaging and make people want to click. You know what I mean? I love that. And even just that slight language change there from clickbait to clickworthy, yeah. you've already just <laughs> reframed the situation to something so much more empowering, guys. So yeah, don't be afraid to add a little bit of mystery, a little bit of, you know, interestingness, that's not a word, is it, to your titles, um, a little bit of uniqueness to really get the audiences hooked in what you've got to offer, provided that you can back it with the value. Yeah. Uh, absolutely um so then my editing process so <laughs> this is so nitty-gritty I don't know how much detail you want so I go through and I basically I watch my video in like high speed and I cut out all of the non-speaking parts watch my video on high speed um cut out all the bits that I don't want and trust me my videos usually kick off and they're like 25 minutes I cut them down to like five minutes so wow. I talk a lot in my videos and I cut out a lot just because I want to keep people engaged keep that watch time up um then what do I do? I have a Michelle B. Um, yeah, so I have a Michelle B. Final Cut Pro X template. Cool. So then I just drag in a lot of my stuff into the video. So it's not too much effort for me to like go out and seek all my editing effects. They're kind of just like all in one little template. Um, and that would be like color grading, yes. titles. So color grading, um, any like... I guess like titles or what are they called when they're like the intro to your next topic? Is it? It's a title. It's a title. Card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're professionals. Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, like a title card. Yes, like, like a title yeah. card. Yeah. Um, I have my little like subscribe thing. I have my little Instagram thing. I have my outro. I have my intro like text. I have all of it in there, so I can just literally click and drag it because otherwise that would be just so painful. This is game changing as well, and honestly, like I am so inspired here. But so for anyone who is listening, whether it is on YouTube or whether it is on any other platform having a folder or having a template because something that's so important with all of this is creating consistency with the aesthetics of your brand and if you haven't seen Michelle's content please do go check it out straight after this because honestly I think another reason why you've grown so much is because it just feels so authentically you like everything that you put out online whether it's on your Instagram on YouTube or anything it just feels like you immediately straight away you just know it's you and that's just what she's given you the inside scoop of how she achieves that so naturally with all of her videos is by making sure she's just got a template of everything she uses so she can create that consistency instead of you know doing a video and then another video and another video and over time it all changes because you're just trying to remember what you did last time actually having those templates there so whether as I said whether it's YouTube videos having a template for your color grading your titles your intros outros and your title cards all the things or whether it's for you know your Instagram stories or whether it's for your blog posts just making sure that everything kind of has this nice beautiful cohesive look but still feels fresh is going to help you to create that consistency and that memorability as well yeah absolutely and the other thing that I do as well to create consistency is I have a whole folder on my computer filled with b-roll footage oh, I love that yeah <laughs> someone commented because I mentioned this on channel notes and they were like imagine if someone stole your computer and then they just found this folder of you like cleaning eating <laughs> cooking <laughs> yeah, that would be they'll be like confusing. I'm giving this back <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I literally have a folder and it's like separated and all the different activities that I know that I talk about regularly so it might be like yeah 
um, eating healthy, reading a book, writing, that kind of thing. And it's like different shots of me, like all around the house doing all the things or like outside or whatever. And I've saved them up over time. So I still have like videos from a year ago or something. And I still use them in my videos today because it's yeah. still that same aesthetic. And it makes it so much easier to edit because whenever I'm like, okay, I'm talking about writing here. I'm just going to like grab a shot of B-roll and chuck it on the timeline. So it makes it so much easier. And again, even if you're not creating YouTube videos, you can still do the same thing. Like be yeah. organized ahead of time with lifestyle shots for Instagram. One of the things I hear so many people saying is like, oh, I can't be consistent on Instagram because I don't have enough photos. Well, like if you're going to take one photo of something, why not take 10 and put them in a folder and you can reuse those from different yeah. angles over time. So this is really, really good information guys just being prepared ahead of time is going to help you to avoid excuses of not being able to create content as well as to create as we said that kind of consistent branding yeah absolutely also if you're working a full-time job and you're trying to do youtube on the side having all that stuff optimized and just ready to go makes life so much easier that's so good yeah so editing yes um so then Pretty much, I mean, that kind of ends it. So yeah. once I finished um, editing, I just chuck it up on YouTube. I try to create a thumbnail. Oh, no, I've already sort of thought about thumbnail. <laughs> um, so I try to create a thumbnail that is as engaging as possible, chuck that up. Um, you know, there's tags and descriptions, but I don't think they hold quite as much weight as anyone thinks that they do. Yeah. I think chucking um, a good amount of context into your descriptions as you can so that you can, like, let YouTube know what your video is about, but don't take tags and descriptions so seriously. I found a lot of people at VidCon in particular were asking me about that, and I was like, that's not really where it is. It's yeah. in the content. It's not in your descriptions and your tags. Metadata is important to let YouTube know what's up, but at the end of the day, it's about how long people stay on your video, how long yeah. people are sticking around on YouTube because of your content. So, yeah. So, would you say one of the ways that you do get people to stick around on your content is obviously having it short, super valuable, and the B-roll? Is that kind of your thinking behind getting that engagement up? Yeah, so I get really intentional about what I include in my video, so I'm super picky. I'm like, I I try to cut out any redundancy in my video. I try to make sure that everything that I'm saying is helpful and it's actually adding value to the video, so I'm keeping people engaged. Also, the editing, so like zooming in and out on on yourself and like adding that B-roll, adding those title cards, making sure that things are always changing in the video because I think people get bored after like, what, seven seconds or something like that. Um, also I try really hard to sort of interlink my videos is what I call it. That's probably another phrase for it. Uh, so directing people towards other videos on my channel. So I do that a lot. Um, it's actually not super intentional. It's not like it's incredibly strategic when I do it. It's just because I do have such a well of content now that I'm like, Oh, I'm chatting about writing. Hey, I also had this other video that I made about writing. So make sure that you check that out. I have a little like um, card that pops up on the bottom of my videos that shows them that video to like make it a bit more tangible. Always add my card up top so they can click on it and I have it linked in the description. So always trying to keep people on my channel and looking for other videos, I suppose. So referencing other videos within my videos has helped a lot. As well as at the end of the video, making sure that you point them to a specific video and be like, hey, I'm, if you like this video, you're probably gonna like this one. So then your click rate through on your end card is far higher because it's actually relevant to what you're talking about. That is huge. And honestly, guys, if you're really taking anything away, like obviously for the YouTubers in the audience, this is such gold value. You really, really need to be taking notes, come back and listen to the episode if you're driving or in the bath or something at this time. But for anyone who's creating content, for anyone who's trying to build a business and build a brand, what I hope that you're taking away from this is just how much thought and intention goes into actually creating a piece of content that is going to be 
shareable, for yeah. going to, you know, empower people that's going to resonate. At the end of the day, there is so much content out there, you know, on YouTube, on Instagram, on blogs, on Pinterest, wherever you are, wherever you're trying to achieve your success, there is so much competition. What's going to make you stand out is going the extra mile. Yeah. You know, I love that quote. What is it? Like, it's never crowded if you go the extra mile yeah, or something like that. Yeah. But like, it's so true. At the end of the day, like those who just to put that little bit of extra effort into, Michelle's just walked you through like a very intensive, but you know, kind of simple way to really achieve success. If you can mimic that in whatever you're trying to create, I think you will achieve a lot of success, but just really putting in that extra effort. And in terms of effort, something I wanted to talk to you about was, I know you kind of touched on this, but going into like the research and inspiration for your videos, like how do you find inspiration? For, how do you find ideas for your videos? And yeah. is it because you're always in a state of research or do you then go into research when you have the video idea? I usually go into research when I have the video idea, but I'm, I'm constantly reading. So I actually have a little book club for babes that I run on the side. So we read a book every month. Which will be linked in the description <laughs> yes. as well. I love that. <laughs> I've not kept up with the books, oh, but no, 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 I think right. I joined the group on Facebook. <laughs> so there's always a book that I'm reading and it's usually self-development focused. Yeah, and I always get so inspired by self-development books. Yeah. Like I'm such a book junkie. If I'm not reading self-development, I'm reading fantasy. Two like opposite. Um, yeah, and they're all inspirational. All so. inspirational. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I get so much inspiration from self-development books. Also, obviously, I, I keep up with the other creators that are in my niche and they're always inspiring me. Um, how else do I get inspired? A lot of it is also looking at content that works on my channel. So um, that's something I've been trying to do recently. I have a lot of videos that are quite popular, making videos that are sort of like subcategories of those videos. So people are obviously interested in those topics. I'll make more videos on like more specific areas of that topic. Um, I look on Pinterest a lot. Yeah, like articles that are doing well. So for example, there was sort of a trend on Pinterest that was like lists to write. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, to organize your life, to make life amazing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And no one was really doing that in the YouTube space. So I was kind of just like, I'm just going to take that idea and make it my own. I so yeah, yeah. I love that so much. And it's so good because we've had lots of people on this podcast um, in season one. And, you know, we've asked so many different people how they stay inspired. And I think yours is the most practical, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Very practical here. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I think so many people come here and they're like, oh, I walk down by the river in the city and stuff like that. And at the yeah. end of the day, like that might work for some people, depending on what they're creating, but just going out there and really making sure that you're consistently increasing your own wealth of knowledge Mm. is going to help you create better content. And I'm going to be honest, that's probably more along the lines of what I do along with obviously just responding to the questions that I get asked all the time in terms of business, but yeah, going out there and kind of seeing what's working and giving your own perspective on that and your own new ideas Mm. is huge. Yeah. Well, the getting outside and the taking breaks, it's all super important. I made a whole video about rest (laughs) and the importance of, so I can't can't emphasize that enough. Rest, extremely important. Um, And and you definitely need to do that. If I 
don't take rests, if I don't take breaks, like I get burnout and I just, I can't even read self-development books anymore because I'm just like, oh God, like how much can one improve oneself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, so I do need to integrate that into my life, but certainly when I'm like genuinely like getting down to business, like doing the work, it's not me taking a walk, yeah. trying to think of ideas. It's me looking through Pinterest, scoring books, seeing what other people are creating, look at my pop- looking at my popular content. Like that's the kind of nitty gritty work side of it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Love it. So how would you go about, or what would your advice be for if you did get I, essentially stuck in a rut or experiencing burnout or just a full, you know, white space of non-creativity, how would you then go about creating content out of that yeah. space? Well, for me, sometimes I, I get stuck when I create too many fluffy videos. So we know fluffy videos can be really important um, because they bring in the audience. Define so, fluffy just for uh, anyone who okay, doesn't. Yeah, I know sorry. what you mean, but I'm not sure if anyone else knows. <laughs> yeah, that. sure, sure. So fluffy content to me, um, it's the content that brings people in. Um, I've heard Tim Schmoyer says, give people what they want to give them what they need. So fluffy videos are the videos that people want. Yeah. Um, so that might be like... For me, fluffy content is like 20 ways to simplify your life. All of the tips in that video, absolutely relevant, absolutely valuable, but I'm not deep diving into anything yeah. and it's very like high level, um, inspirational, which is so great. All that content is fabulous, but it's fluffy in my yeah. mind. Um, so the way I would explain it just for everyone listening to this, so yeah. on my channel, what that would look like would be, you know, five habits that of millionaires or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. going to be like... Yeah, sleep, wake up early, read in the morning. Like it's yeah. that kind of really easily searchable, really easily digestible, feel good content. You got to think of it almost as like that dopamine rush. Someone's going to watch it and instantly feel like they've achieved something. Yes. I know this sounds really weird for a lot of people listening, but like Gary Vaynerchuk's content, a lot of what he does is that fluffy kind of content. It sounds yeah. weird because he's obviously very strategic, but yeah. a lot of what he does is very just makes you feel good instantly. It's instant gratification, mm-hmm. whereas like there's other content which is deep diving, but you actually have to go implement in your life to get that kind of same feeling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the videos, like when I'm writing my 20 ways to simplify your life, it's not generally I'm sitting there like filled with all this inspiration and like, yes, let's get this info out there. I'm yeah. kind of just like one, two, three, like, you know, yeah. it, it just feels like a practice. Like, um, so yeah, I get burnt out when I create too many fluffy videos and I can recognize it in myself when I'm just like, wow, what am I doing this? And I don't feel like my content is providing value, even though those videos get lots of likes, they get lots of comments and people are like, wow, loved this. I don't feel like I'm quite yeah. working to the point that I'd like to be. So for me, it might be taking a topic, like for instance, rest. I was like, that probably won't be that popular a video topic, but I don't care. I'm just going to make this deep dive video about it, get like really into the detail because that's what I like, like doing the research, like doing the work um, and make a lengthy video about it. Won't care about how long it is. So I think it's just about doing something a little bit different on your channel, even if it's not that fluffy, like bringing people in kind of content. If it's content that gets you inspired, it'll set you off on the right track again. So I just try to create that content that's more what I guess like makes my heart happy you know what I mean I love that so much and that actually is a really beautiful segue into what I wanted to talk about next because you know I've spent pretty much now like two days with you yeah. hanging out <laughs> chilling filming videos and you know I, I realize this even through watching your content but even so more in person you are very self-aware like it sounds like you just really know yourself you know what makes you tick you know what gets you inspired how did you get to that point? Has it always, have you always been very self-aware or are there certain practices that you actually have to kind of understand what you like and what you don't like? That's a really good question. <laughs> I have 
have no idea if I put it in... Sorry, this probably isn't good content. No, it's but fine, but I, it's good. It's good to know the honest truth. Yeah, I have no idea if I put the work in to be self-aware. I think that it might just be something that's come naturally. I think I'm quite a self-aware person and always have been. And even when I'm saying I'm self-aware, I'm just like aware of the fact that there's probably more self-awareness that yeah. I could be developing. You yeah. know what I mean? So I have a feeling it might just be a natural thing. Yeah. I mean, certainly you could do journaling to be a little bit more self-aware, but... Yeah, I, I don't think it's really something that I've worked out. Sorry, that's no, not very helpful. Do you know what? But... It's, it is helpful because it's so interesting because it's one of the most common answers. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, and again, sorry to keep bringing him up in this episode, guys, but even Gary Vaynerchuk said he says it's the one thing he can't teach. Right. And it's the one thing that's so important. And I really don't have a good way to articulate it either. Yeah. But I guess, as you said, yeah, if you guys are tr- – I think everyone has self-awareness. They're oh, just absolutely. maybe not – they're not listening to it. They're not listening to themselves or you're just consuming maybe way too much of other people's content and getting so absorbed in that. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't think of any practical ways to do it other than like looking at yourself from another person's perspective more regularly, like forcing yourself to do that practice. But I think that's just something that I do naturally in my everyday life. Like it can be a burden as well being (laughs) self-aware because you're constantly thinking like, how does this come across from another perspective? Am I doing this because I really want to do this or what is the go here? But yeah, no, it's... It's not something I've really worked at. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But um, to go back on what you said, like one of the things you probably could do is journaling. Yeah. I know you do like journaling. Ish. Ish. So I find when I journal um, free form, it doesn't help me very much. Yeah. I just get stuck into a rut and I end up writing about things that aren't necessarily that helpful for me. But I do find journaling prompts can be really helpful. Yeah. I do sort of a daily, not not quite a journaling practice, but it's writing out like my wins, my gratitudes and That's my cool. to-dos. Yeah. Um, so it's just a little reminder like, hey, you did great today. Even if you don't necessarily feel it, you can write out your little wins. And it's yeah. always like a little like rush of like, I'm okay. Yeah, I killed it, you know. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, I look into journaling prompts or I journal at times needs so selfcompassion.org has like a really good journaling prompt that I like to follow yeah um around I guess accepting times in the day where you felt like shameful not so great about yourself you think that you've done something embarrassing and going through that journaling prompt that's been one I've been very into lately yeah and and again like I guess we're saying we don't know how to articulate it but that is like a really good way to like start getting to know yourself is to recognize what your wins are what you're good at what you're developing on what you're interested in so even just writing down at the end of the day I enjoyed doing this I didn't enjoy doing this I won at this I lost at this or something like that like that over time I guess would give you yeah that's a good point a trend of who you are really yeah yeah that is a good point and I don't think people do that reflection enough so I like to do weekly reviews at the end of the week where I think about yes or what's gone well what hasn't gone well that kind of thing and I guess that does point you in the right direction of who you are and what your values are as well yeah massively so something that we um kind of spoke about before we turned the microphone on was the topic then of self-kindness and self-love which I think you know if you are on this journey of accepting yourself figuring out who you are self-developing and then using that to create a personal brand and put yourself out there it's so important to have a practice for self-kindness and self-love so I don't know what are your biggest tips for someone who's maybe not feeling so great about themselves maybe not feeling like they can really put themselves out there Mm -hmm. and do you have a daily practice for this kind of work so loving kindness meditation have you done loving kindness meditation oh it's so good loving kindness I'm writing it down guys we'll leave it linked so um I did a video on um five things that you can do to develop self-love in your life because it's such a journey that a lot of people scrape over they're just sort of like 
just love yourself and that's so intangible as a piece of advice like what can you do with that like if you don't have self-love and someone tells you to love yourself it doesn't mean anything yeah. to you so um a tangible thing that I looked into was love and kindness meditation which is sort of like you go through this practice and you're like um you're sending a lot of love lovely vibes your way and then to like other people and to a person that you don't like and that's been one thing that's been proven to actually develop your self-compassion for yourself yeah. another thing is self-compassion in particular so I'm a person that I can put a lot of pressure on myself to make things happen. Like I have a full-time job. I have two YouTube channels. It's very difficult to keep that up. Despite the fact that you can get your workflow going and everything like that, obviously it's hard work. Yeah. So if I find, oh God, like I haven't gotten a video out this week or, um, you know, I had to cancel on a friend because of something, um, I like to go through a self-compassion practice, yeah. which is sort of just acknowledging the situation and be like, hey, being like, hey, yes, I don't feel good about what I've done or I, I did something that I'm not super proud of. Um, but at the same time, relate that back to everyone in the world like literally everyone goes through those same yeah. feelings of shaming themselves and feeling bad about themselves and then just sort of accepting it and being like and talking to yourself like you would a friend so you know what it's okay if you missed a video yeah your audience is incredibly understanding they're very chill people you've you've grown this like amazing beautiful bunch of humans that are totally chill um and you can do this, that, and the other next week to make sure that you get two videos up or whatever it may be. So going through that sort of practice of self-compassion has been really helpful. Yeah, that's huge. What were some of the other tips in the video? So the five self-love tips. Mm, what were some of the other tips in the video? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so another one of the tips that I mentioned in the video was creating personal policies for yourself. So kind of like boundaries that you live by in life. So for example, for me, I work in a workplace where there are morning teas literally every other day like yeah. it's an issue like cake cake always cake. Really? yeah thankfully i'm vegan so i can't eat half of it um so that's great but um i've created a personal personal policy for myself that i do not cook for those morning teas yeah. because i have a lot going on in my life and i don't think i'd actually be able to fit in the cooking time yeah. whereas i know there are actually other people within the branch that i work in they put a lot of pressure on themselves to get those morning teas done. I know it's such a small thing, but it's an act of self-love just being like, no, give yourself a break. You can buy yeah. some Tim Tams and bring them. They'll be fabulous, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's huge. So yeah. personal policies. Yes. Um, the loving kindness meditation and, um, oh yeah. So set it, um, creating my list of wins um, that in, in itself is an act of self-love for me in particular. I think everyone has their different aspects where they struggle with loving themselves. For me, it's like, how much did you get done? Yeah. So creating a list of wins for me is really important to be like, no, you got things done during your day. Like you did this, that, and the other, because sometimes you forget how much you do do during the day. Yeah. So nice. that's really important for me. And I think other people, they have different aspects in their life that they might struggle with. So maybe it's not necessarily getting a lot done. It yeah. could be, I don't know, it could be um, their appearance or how they socialize or something like that. So maybe even if they created a list of wins that were focused around those specific areas that they were struggling with, but I found that practice really helpful. And that is huge. And honestly, that's such a beautiful note to end on, particularly because we are speaking all about self-awareness. But I think sometimes we have to find like that really fine line with just putting the effort in, as we spoke about for the entire start of this podcast, but also just recognizing that, you know, sometimes you are doing the best you can. If you can honestly, at the end of the day, say, I achieved everything I possibly could today and really recognize what you did achieve, then it can give you so much more inspiration to actually go into the next day. It's really easy as an entrepreneur, as someone building a personal brand, as a creator, to fall in the rut of 
feeling like there's never an end because there never is an end there's always a new video to create there's always a new project to implement there's always a new client to find there's always a new opportunity to you know pursue there never is an end on this journey but at the end of the day if you can get to the end of your day and just say like I did the best I possibly could what can I do better tomorrow how can I grow how can I make better content how Mm -hmm. can I resonate better with my audience at the end of the day if you just consistently do that over time then you absolutely achieve your dreams yes yes (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the podcast honestly you have given so much great advice and i'm so excited to get this out to everyone yes thank you so much for having me so where can everyone find you you can million dollar question find me on my youtube channel so it's michelle b so michelle with a u Michelle with a U bit. I will yes. obviously leave all of these in the description um, and also on Instagram and Channel Notes is your other channel. Yes, Channel Notes as well. But yeah, you have to check her out, guys. Everything that we've spoken about here today, um, you know, she really does walk the talk and I really want you to check out what I was speaking about, about the consistency with her branding. It's such a good representation of how you really can truly authentically grow an audience and then obviously achieve what you're trying to achieve on YouTube or whatever platform you are trying to grow on. All right, guys, that's it from us today. Thank you so much, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. See ya. Well, okay, guys, I hope that you are as inspired as I am after listening to that episode. I know that you're about to see such an upgrade in my own YouTube content because Michelle's tips were absolutely insane. But I really, really hope that you really just took away from this episode that building a personal brand, building a recognizable brand, it is a lot of work, but at the end of the day, it can be so incredibly rewarding. Obviously, all the opportunities that you would like to come to you, all of the success that you would like to come to you, that is not going to happen without the effort to differentiate yourself, to build a recognizable brand and to connect with your audience. So please, please, please put in that effort because there is so much success out there available for grabs and your piece is waiting for you. You just have to show the universe that you are ready. Sorry to get a little woo-woo on the end there for you, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. I appreciate you so incredibly much. If you did enjoy and take away some tips from this episode, I would love if you would leave me a review on iTunes. It really, really does help to get this message out to more people. All right, that's it for me. You enjoy the rest of your day. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you. I hope that you are walking away so incredibly empowered to take action on your dreams. If you would like any additional resources from today's episode, then please do check out the show notes. And as mentioned in the introduction, if you would like any additional support on your own personal branding journey, please do come over and join us in the May Collective group on Facebook. Also, I would love if you would pop over to Instagram and hang out with me there because that is where I share the behind the scenes to my own personal branding journey. Thank you so much for your time today and I will see you in the next episode. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.